0: sometimes it is okay to sit in those sad emotions or anger or whatever it's okay to sit in those emotions because we need to acknowledge them all but we also have a choice as to how long we stay in them Mm. Um, and if you are wanting to manifest a vision of a different element of life or something new in your life you have to be the person that matches that
1: Mm. oh hi there Welcome to episode 28 of the Level Up with Katie B podcast. My name's Katie. I am a human design coach, airline pilot, CEO, and crazy cat lady, and I am so happy to have you here in the third installment of the Manifestation series. Yes, over the last few weeks, we have been unpacking the stories of other incredible women who have manifested incredible things in their life, and I've shared some of my, let's say, less than mainstream insights into what it takes to have a successful manifestation process. And today, we're continuing on that journey in an incredible interview with Trish Rock. Trish is a best-selling author, she's also a holistic counsellor and a psychic, and in today's episode, she's going to be sharing her story about how she manifested her book from initial spark of creative desire all the way to the point where now it is sitting on the shelves of bookshops all across the country, and you can also buy online globally. In this episode, Trish shares her story about Yes, bringing her book to life through manifestation, but also she shares some really honest and open insights about what she believes to be the most vital aspects of a manifestation process. I cannot wait for you to dive in and wrap your ears around it. Before we jump in, I just want to say a huge thanks to everyone who has left me beautiful emails, beautiful DMs in my Facebook and Instagram, and left really beautiful five star Spotify and Apple podcast reviews. As you know, it makes a huge difference. The more five-star reviews I get, the more people find the podcast, and that just makes me so incredibly grateful. So I really want to have a massive shout out to everyone who's taken the time to do that. At the end of the episode, I'm going to read out the latest Apple review, which is just such a beautiful, beautiful message that I'm so stoked to have received. So stay tuned for that. And don't forget that if you want to leave your own little message of love in Apple review for me, You can do that right now by going to the Level Up with KDB podcast, scrolling all the way down to the bottom and just leaving your review there. And who knows, maybe your review will get read out in next week's episode. All right, team, without further ado, settle in and enjoy the ride. Welcome, Trish. Thanks for taking time to come on the podcast today to share your incredible manifestation story.
0: Thank you, Katie. I'm super excited to be here, and uh, thank you for asking me on the show.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. I When I got your email about you manifesting a book, I was super intrigued. So you have just, well, when did your book launch? You launched a book, you wrote a book called The Peace Process, and has that been published recently? Tell me about that.
0: Yes, yeah, so it was just launched in March. It became a bestseller in three categories on uh, Amazon, which is amazing, and uh, all sorts of other exciting uh, things are happening with the book, and also beautiful results people are getting from reading it. So very exciting!
1: Oh well, congratulations! That's so amazing. How oh how good to have that level of positive feedback so quickly after launching your book. So yep. how when did this process of manifesting your book, The Peace Process, when did that start?
0: Well, I started writing it back in 2014. Now, I have written um, a half a dozen or, or more other books, but they were more businessy kind of related. So they were just really easy to, to do. But this one I always had in my mind that this was going to be on bookshelves really helping people navigate their lives um, with more ease and just really helping them live a a life that they love so I've always had that kind of picture in my mind so even when I was writing it back in 2014 um I didn't quite know how all that was going to happen but I knew that writing down my experiences was was going to help in some way and so so yeah that's that's when it started. Is this
1: a is this a direct outcome of your own life experience that you knew that you had to share with other people?
0: Uh, yeah part of my purpose here and my my gifts um is really helping people change their perspective on things in their life um that are creating suffering <laughs> and turn them into you know a, a life of more peace and and joy and so this is Um, a gift that I've always done and and that I've always had and and helped people with. Um, And the book is really the culmination of that. And, you know, one of my ideas, I guess, one of my perceptions about books, especially if they're teaching what we are learning, is that uh, sometimes they are a process and sometimes it is a matter of actually experiencing everything that you are teaching (laughs) Mm. so um so you know I I wasn't overly worried about the length of time it was taking I had my moments where I'm like okay like in 2018 I'm like okay why is this book not happening (laughs) but you know I also believe that you know as soon as I lived the last chapter it was ready that that I just knew as soon as I lived the last chapter it was ready and I'm like okay it's ready now. Let me let me take the actions and and you know do what I need to do to get this out into people's hands across the globe. So so yes, yeah, so I do believe I had to experience everything in the book I've experienced. So yes. <laughs> awesome.
1: And why was it important for you to have this in written form? You know, there are so many ways that we can share our stories and support our communities, was there a certain sort of pull towards writing a book in particular that you felt?
0: Uh, well, I love writing. Um, it's just a really easy way for me to express. And I also, I don't know, a lot of the times when I'm writing, it feels like it's being channelled through me, through the words. So because uh, often I'll read it back and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't remember writing that. So a lot of my stuff that I channel is actually through words as well.
1: Yeah, I always believe one of the biggest or one of the most important parts of a manifestation process is really understanding the why behind what you are working on, what you are trying to bring into your 3D reality. Mm -hmm. And the reason I think that's so important is because I truly believe that our manifestation process is so much easier when we are living in alignment with our authentic, for me, I always associate it to human design, so our authentic blueprint, which essentially just means you are walking the path, you came here to express an experience in this lifetime. And, you know, that can be tricky sometimes because so many of us are moving around life, I guess, questioning what that path is, what is that purpose. But the way that I always kind of can – Feel more clear about it myself. And what I encourage my coaching clients to do is really just tune into why things feel important to them. Like what core value is this manifestation process supporting? And, and that helps you kind of keep move, taking aligned action, putting one foot in front of the other. And knowing that you, are, maybe you don't know the path. You can't see the path ahead of you so clearly, but at least if you have it attached to something that's really connected to your core values, you can trust that, okay, each step I take is supportive of me bringing something into this world that is in alignment with my core values. So was there a really big, was there a strong why for you that kept you on the path to publishing this book because it was such a long time. And I believe as you, you and I have talked about this before in divine timing, which is a little bit loaded <laughs> because mm. sometimes I think people can use divine timing as a bit of a procrastination phrase, but uh, that's another story. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. your your book did take some time, which oh, I believe probably is for a reason. Was there a strong why that kept you coming back and knowing like I've just got to keep taking the aligned action, even though I'm not sure why it's taking this amount of time, even though I can't really see the path ahead, I just know I have to keep going.
0: oh absolutely, my my why is always. Being about help helping people find a new perspective. It, it's it's just innate in me that that I'm here to teach that. Now I didn't know that back in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, all I knew was that I just had this drive to write this stuff down because it was helping me. Let's write it down. Let's write it down. And it was really only, you know, three or four years ago that my purpose here became uh, a lot clearer. To me, and I realize now that, um, I mean, this book didn't have to take this long, but it took this long because I lived the book. That's why. Mm. Um, And, you know, a lot of the times when um, myself, uh, but I'll include, you know, people in general want to change something in their life, their feelings of um, insignificance or not deserving or not feeling worthy enough um, will block all of that. So I had a journey of that as well that I had to overcome, which is probably, you know, but why I wasn't speaking so much back in 2014, right? Mm -hmm. I was was writing. So so I definitely have always had that drive to show people a new perspective. It's it's just yeah, it's just something that I do and I love doing it. And but I got really clear on that just probably three or four years ago. I got really clear on why that is and what it is I actually do and how I help people and what my gifts are. And so from from then it became clearer why I was writing the book and so that's when it it became a bit more structured. And, you know, a, a couple of years ago I was ready to publish this book and I approached some publishers but, it, you know, they wanted to change the direction of it or the, everything needed to be different or they didn't get it and it just it just wasn't in alignment with with what I wanted because I didn't just want the book out there for the sake of it I want I wanted a particular experience for the readers so then I yeah so then I kind of popped the manuscript back in my files <laughs> um and sat on it a bit more and look there is that divine timing and I wasn't procrastinating but but I knew that it wasn't time and and I can and, and I'll explain that um in a moment but but you know then then by chance this beautiful lady came and had a session with me um coaching reading session and she was a publisher and and uh, anyway, we had a chat after all after that, and and um, about my book, and she absolutely loved it, and she got it, and I'm like, okay, it's aligning now. I've got yeah. my publisher, and then I still didn't really have a name for the process, believe it or not. I'd changed the name of the process about four or five times based on what other people were telling me, and. um and the reason why i now know that it was aligned to really be launched this year is because peace is something that so many people are looking for now if i had have launched this a couple of years ago um it wouldn't have it wouldn't have landed mm-hmm as it has this year so divine timing um can be as long as you know the difference between the, the divine timing and waiting and procrastinating mm. which i do talk about in the book
1: <laughs> oh really oh my yeah goodness.
0: procrastinating <laughs> and self-sabotage mm-hmm. um but when you kind of just know and it's just a feeling that you just kind of sit with and and it's just like it's because sometimes I'll get things done and dusted, you, you know, within a day. It's like, right, this is ready to be out there. Let's get it done. Let's do it. It's done. Whereas the book, I don't know. I didn't know at the time but it is perfect timing for it to be out this year and and as i said everything in the book i've i've gone through it's interesting because i think i
1: just spoke about being in alignment and and understanding that you can keep putting when you're attached to a why you can keep putting one foot in front of the other hopefully having some understanding that you're attached to your purpose but i think you made a really important point there is that most of us don't really know our purpose in terms of, I think we're a lot of us are searching for, like, yes, you're supposed to be the author, you're supposed to be the coach, you're supposed to be this, that, or the other. In reality, I believe what we are all supposed to be doing is whatever feels really mm. nourishing to us, how we show up. At, our purpose is to show up in life, be an active participant in life and enjoy what we're doing. And if that happens to be in service to other people, that's amazing. And if it happens to be that you just create the most delicious life that feels really good to you, then that's amazing as well. Mm, But what you, yeah. And what you described was how you kind of, as you were going through this manifestation process, you were, you were almost like, following that journey of self-discovery and discovering your purpose as the book unfolded through your own personal development journey. And have you do you know about Chiron, the wounded healer?
0: Um only bits of it. Yeah, yeah.
1: So <laughs> So the Wounded Healer is, uh, you know, it comes up in the tarot and astrology and and it is really, and actually human design, we have a gate activation based on where Chiron was at our time of birth and 88 days prior to our time of birth. Mm. And our Chiron placement is a lot about... Our journey to overcoming our own struggles, letting that be the fuel that helps us support our wider community, you know, and I, I feel like what you described through through your writing of the book is a perfect example of that. You, you said that yeah. uh, your lived experience through your own personal development journey is essentially it sounds like that's why the book felt ready when it was because you had come to that particular, the end of that particular cycle. Yeah, um,
0: absolutely, absolutely. And and I think we're all here to teach, learn, teach, learn. But, you know, I was clear on, I, I really was clear on why I was writing the book in the beginning. And then when when I got super clear about what the book was actually going to be about, <laughs> you know, four years ago, um, I did do the manifest, you know, different practices and and um mindsets of of bringing it to life and i think it's really about having that that vision i've always had the vision of this book on a bookshelf in a bookstore these visions um going on in my head all the time and they're not hopes they're kind of like i've already lived it and i think that's really important if um if you are manifesting anything because sometimes we can make manifesting really hard. It's like, I've got to manifest this now. What do I need to do, 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 do to manifest this? It's a, oh, it's not coming. It's not coming. But that's because we're pushing so hard to get this thing that we're resisting the thing mm-hmm. and we're blocking it. So um I really feel it's important to have this clear vision and and just live it. Um, And, you know, that's the first chapter of my book as well. We go into a parallel reality. What is it that you want? Let's go and live it. Because then it's real to you. And then you come back to the now. And you already know that that thing that you desire, that life, that experience is already real, because you've just lived it. So what are your next steps? So then it becomes less about what do I need to do? And it becomes more about oh, this feels like the next natural step to take. And, and you have to let go of the time. <laughs> mm, yes.
1: Uh, that's one of the
0: hardest things, don't you think? I It is the hardest thing, especially when you want something so badly. But that's the thing, isn't it? You want something so badly, you're not going to get it because <laughs> you're blocking it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I... I don't know if I think that you block it or or that it stops it coming, but I do think that it makes the process feel a lot more tense and it feels a lot yes. more sticky and icky. Harder. And mm. and we don't want that, right? Like we should be no. having fun in our manifestation processes, <laughs> not, not feeling like so tense that we're going to pop a hemorrhoid. <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. And, you know, everything that we want and everything we desire is really for a feeling. Absolutely, yes Absolutely, it's for the feeling of it even if it's a car that you want to manifest it's not the car it's the feeling of being in that car so those things that you want to feel you can feel them now um, but it's really it is about enjoying the the journey and the process which can be difficult if you're trying to force a result but I already had this vision and then I was just allowing and and if something came in that I knew was the next step I'd take it and sometimes that can be scary for people too. Mm, yeah. But when you're asking for something, when you're manifesting something, the universe will provide you with the next step. And, you know, it's really about being in the awareness and the consciousness of that and kind of looking at things and going, okay, well, this feels good. Maybe this is the next step. And doing it and not having the, the fear of, no, that's not what I ask for. This is the next step I want. <laughs> well, I'm gonna wait for that to come, right? You, you, you've got to kind of be in the awareness of of what's put in front of you because it, it is the next best step, always. I think one of the one
1: of the lessons that I've learned from going on a journey through my own human design and helping other people understand theirs in a really empowering way is that when you when you set a vision and then you follow what feels good, each step that feels good that doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be easy. The aligned action doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy. So when you're on yeah. your, your process from, you know, initial conception of your whatever the manifestation might be and that journey is going to take however long it's going to take, right, We we I do believe we can expedite the process by being really, really in touch with our own body wisdom and in and mm-hmm. commun- and, and sacred and active co-collaboration with the universe through Absolutely. understanding the language that it's speaking to you mm-hmm. and through you. And I think the most beautiful way to do that, and for me, it has been really helpful is understanding my body wisdom. But being in a really beautiful space of self-worth is really helpful. And the reason I say that is because this idea of trust, trusting the universe is cool, but that's way more complicated than it sounds, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: at some point, I think there is this coming home to the fact that, like, you are worthy of all the things you desire, not because you are – a mum, not because of all the things you do for other people, not because of the way you support your community, but because you are, as every human is, worthy of living a joyful and expansive life that feels really good for you, mm-hmm. and going on a process of of reconnecting with that, and actually, I think reflecting on parts of moments in your life where that has already been proven is quite a good way to navigate the sort of murkiness that can come when a manifestation process isn't necessarily happening in the time frame that we may have had an expectation of Mm. so is there any so self that journey of self-love and self-worth and and connecting with body wisdom has been really helpful for my manifestation process navigating any times that feel murky where I can't necessarily see the next aligned step Mm. have you got anything that really keeps you grounded in the times of I, I call it murkiness because I think sometimes when we talk about manifestation it's like yeah you know I I did this aligned step and then boom the next aligned step became clear to me straight after I'd taken that previous aligned step but I don't in my experience it's not necessarily true I've just come out the other side of a manifestation process where I was sitting in 18 months of murkiness mm. so so you know that that doubling down on the body wisdom and the self worth and self love and self trust has been really important for me do you have a process that helps you through those times of murkiness
0: yeah I guess I've had a a lot of different processes through the years because that's been my journey as well of um, that's what I teach learn teach learn Mm. self-love and acceptance and so yeah, I've had, um, and it depends. I mean, the more you expand, the different processes work for you. Like yes. some of the processes that work for you and and me right now may not work for someone who's just starting on that self love. So, what do I do when I'm in the murkiness? I try to I try to find a new perspective because mm. you've got to find the blessing and everything. And uh, you know, when you look back in hindsight on things. You can see, you know, those times when you were in that murkiness, but everything worked out. So, you know, I, I like to bring that into the present, a new perspective on what's happening, you know, well, what if what if this thing that happened is the next step? What if uh, you know, let's let's say you lost you lose your job, right? Like, okay, well, you can really be in the murkiness of that. And how is this related to what I'm manifesting, which is, you know, more expansiveness? But if you can really look at it and go, okay, well, what's the blessing in this? And and even write a list. In my book, I've got a few exercises. One of them is um, writing down a, a, a list of 100 things that you've succeeded in in life or that have been joyful or fun or happy. I remember when I first did this list, it was hard. I got up to about 20 and I'm like... Can't think of anything else. <laughs> mm. But um, because when you're in that murkiness of trying to manifest something, and then you're in that murkiness, you can feel like a failure. You can feel like, oh, it's not going to work for me, what's wrong with me? but well, all the rest. So to find the things that are good about you puts you back in that that energy, that resonance of good things can come to me. So writing a list of everything that has been amazing in your life. Um, and you know once you get to to 20 or 30 it's it's the little things you know seeing that bee on that flower was incredible waking up to that sunshine was just an amazing an amazing morning (laughs) right It, Mm. it comes to all the beautiful little things that you're so grateful for and then when you are in that that murkiness it's like yeah you know what yeah I've got to get out of this resonance and do something to get me into a different frequency because it's like you'll be in that really high vibration yeah this is in alignment yes great this is in alignment yes this is great but then all of a sudden something feels like it's not in alignment because it's not the path you thought it was going to be Mm. (laughs) Um, and then you feel disappointed or a failure and then you go into a lower vibration and then you start attracting all those thoughts that are on that lower vibration and then some other things and it can keep you in that hamster wheel of murkiness so so I guess what I'm trying to say is any practice that will shift your vibration so that your thoughts, your energy, and your experiences will then match it will will help you get out of that that murkiness and um you know it can be instant you know you can even use practical things like e f t or um mm-hmm. other, other things.
1: Mm. I love, love, love EFT on, yeah. for so many reasons. It's such and a huge part of my life and the way it I... It will
0: just change your vibration immediately. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's God, good. it
1: is so fucking good. And yeah. do you know what I love about EFT? This is just a,
0: <laughs> a wee
1: side note. Yeah. It's so fucking simple. It has such a yes. huge impact in such a short amount of time. I have not come across another tool that works so quickly and actually part of my journey to becoming a human design coach was <laughs> I found EFT and I was like whoa so many people need to to know about this and it there's a mm-hmm. whole journey there but yeah I I so agree with that for sure. Yeah.
0: So practical tools like EFT um, are fantastic but, yeah, it's however, and some people just, you know, I meditate. Meditating is really great. It gets you into a beautiful calmness and stillness, which then allows you to make decisions that are not based on fear. Mm. They're, they're decisions or movement forward based on your intuit, intuition or, you know, feeling into your body. Because uh, anything that's based in fear, it's not going to work out well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So um, so meditation. Um, I also love listening to beautiful music. I play my singing bowls. Or, so I think people have to find those practical tools or find something that helps them. Even just standing out in the sunlight with my face in the sun for mm. 10 minutes lifts, lifts my energy. Um, and for other people, it's something else. For other people, they might like to dance, they might like to Have a really, you know, coffee and a chat with someone. Whatever it is, I think we need to have these little tool bags of of things so that we can so that we can shift things. Because it's very easy to stay in that murkiness and become a victim of life. Which really, um, you know, I was for. I always think I was been a victim of my life since. I don't know when. Mm-hmm. And I and you, you know, and and it's in my book. I only got called out on that in 2012. I'm like, what do you mean I'm a victim? <laughs> and then I went and told everybody, she told me I was a victim, like you know, really playing out the victim story twice as badly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but it, since then, I was like, yeah, I've got a choice here. I can allow the murkiness or the the curveballs in life or the things that I think that haven't gone right to keep me in that low vibration or I can decide to believe something else. Mm. And, um, uh, and, and as you say, a lot of that comes from self-worth mm. because if you don't feel that you're worthy of being happy or worthy of the manifestation or worthy of these things, then you you stay in that lower vibration and um, I think the last couple of years have really shown people that they have a choice and while life still really isn't on track um, beautifully for a lot of people, they're, they're understanding they have a choice now um, and you and I know that we have a choice in every moment as to how we feel and sometimes it is okay to sit in those sad emotions or anger or whatever. It's okay to sit in those emotions because we need to acknowledge them all, but we also have a choice as to how long we stay in them. Mm. Um, And if you are wanting to manifest a vision of a different element of life or something new in your life, you have to be the person that matches that. Mm. You have to be the person that matches that. I wasn't the person that matched this book eight years ago. Yeah. Mm. and, And now I am which is why the book got launched, um, and anything else that I've manifested in my life, I've had to become the vibrational match, which it's hard to understand when you, ha- when you, you, you like when you were saying before about tuning in with the with the universe, like becoming a vibrational match can also be a bit confusing. Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. How do I do that? What do you mean? But when you're wishing um, what you want, you think differently. You'll take different actions. You'll behave differently, even slightly differently. So, yeah. So, one of the ways that
1: I came to understand how actually embodying my energetic blueprint with human design helps is that we have one of the energy centers in our human design chart is called the g center and it's the home of what's known as uh, one of the magnetic monopoles and the g center is uh, if you relate it to the chakra system because human design has a close association with the chakra system there are nine energy centers in human design and seven chakras and one of the extra energy centers we've got is the g center which used to be the heart and then the heart split into two different energy centers as humanity evolved and when we when we live in accordance with our energetic blueprint we are bringing ourselves into a higher start a state of heart cohesion so The way you describe that, because I always have had an issue with this whole, the power of positive thinking. And to be honest, the law of attraction, it's, it's, to me, it's not the whole story, mm. and so I was trying to understand because I, all I could think was that's not fair. If I have a sh- that means that if I have a shitty emotion, I'm going to m- manifest something shitty, and I don't believe that not mm. not at all. That doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't make sense to me. And so when I was uncovering sort of the the mechanics of human design and how it works, that made so much more sense. If I express the, the energies in my chart from their higher expression, it helps bring my heart, my overall, my baseline, what I talk about is my baseline energetic vibration, is coming into uh, more equilibrium and it's bringing my heart into a higher of, state of cohesion and therefore from that space of high heart coherence, I start attracting the things that are actually meant for me. So although our thoughts do have a sort of an ability our thoughts create our emotions and then our emotions can set our vibrational frequency. We have the opportunity. It's not like you have one shitty thought and then that shifts your whole vibrational frequency. We're too complex for that, right? We've got, Absolutely. Two, <laughs> there's too much, there are too many variables. And, yeah. and so that's what I've loved about human design is that it's a more, a more empowering perspective from what you, what, you know that supports that idea that you were just talking about about shifting your vibration to match what you are wanting to receive it's more supportive way to look at how you can move your vibrational frequency to attract the things that you you want yeah does does that make sense
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And 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 that is and that really is the key. And yeah, people shouldn't be in fear of, oh, I've had a bad thought. Oh god, something bad's going to happen to me now because yeah, you're right, that's not how it works, but what comes into your life is matching your energy. Mm really. It's just how the resonance works. That's how it works. And I mean, I believe we're all living in our own reality. Mm. We've got a collective reality, but we're all living in our own reality. And what's resonating with me is coming into my life. What's resonating with someone else is coming into their life. Mm. Um, We all have totally different experiences here of what life is. I mean, I can look at a tree and 10 other people can look at a tree and we'll all have a different way of seeing it Mm. and we're all doing that so and we're all we all have our own resonance and we are matching that so if you and i've learned this over the last decade you know to change anything in my life i have to change me i Mm. have to change me um and i'll give you a practical experience of of that when i first moved to this house that i'm in four years ago um, I wasn't in um the abundant um uh, prosperous mindset I'm in now, and it was very obvious in this house because um I had no plants, i had no nothing pretty around it was just kind of stuff just dumped in here, and I was just going through some stuff um back then and it and it really Reflected, I, and and then and then you know this five step process that I write about in the book came to me um, one night, and I'm like, you know what, I need to just really work on that. And so the first time I went through this process was to change my mindset from the lack mindset that I was in um, to a more abundant mindset. And seriously, within a week, I was sitting here in this house thinking, wow, this house is reflecting my lack mindset. Mm-hmm. I can see it now because I'm not in that lack mindset now. In my resonance, yeah, in my my vibration has shifted through my process. It's shifted to this abundant mindset, and I'm seeing a lack in this environment. So I was able to change the environment then, which and 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 you change it to how you're resonating. So that's just a practical kind of thing. So if anybody's wondering, you know where they are in life, have a look around. Mm. Have a look around in your environment. It'll show you exactly <laughs> what you're thinking, what you're feeling and where your energy is. Because here's the thing too, like when I first started this journey, I started this back in 2009 and I was just so shitted off with it, with my life and everything was, I thought my words were everything's wrong and I hate everything and it's everybody else's fault. Mm. So... I sold my business, I sold my house, I left the town, moved to another state because I thought it was everyone else's fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, um, it, you know, and then two years later I'm sitting in a house in a little town where I knew nobody and I'm still miserable. I'm like, okay, it can only be my fault now, nobody else's, right, because mm-hmm. there's no one here to blame. You know, I kind of realised then that if, if I want to change things, I've got to really pinpoint what it is because when you throw everything into the bucket of everything sucks, then it's too overwhelming. And I get people coming to me all the time saying, well, you know, my whole life is, is sucky. And I'm like, yeah, I used to think like that too. But let's actually have a look at what in your life is not working right now. And the way to do that is to find the things that are working and i think we spoke about this before and i find the things that are working and let's really see what's not working because mm-hmm. you know if you if someone comes to me and says oh you know i'm really this my relationship's um not working i'm not happy i'm like okay well is it really the relationship or are you just not happy why are you not happy and ultimately the answer couldn't could very well be the total opposite to the relationship. Maybe they're not happy with their career and they're feeling unfulfilled, yeah. right? And then they come home and they're not having the slack picked up by their partner and then they think it's a relationship problem when it really isn't. Yeah, yes. So it's really important to actually have a look around your life, see what is working and ask yourself what isn't working rather than saying nothing's working because that's not the truth of it.
1: Yeah. That ability to question everything is really vital. Questioning
0: things and finding a new perspective, um, and all of that is, you know, also part of the manifestation journey. Because as soon as you can see things differently, you understand what the next step is to what it is you're wanting, and also why you're wanting it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things that we are manifesting is is so that we don't feel something we don't want to feel I want to manifest I want to manifest more money so that I I'm so that I don't feel broke I want to manifest a partner so I don't feel alone because I'm scared of being alone like if you're manifesting to not feel something it's just not going to be an easy ride (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, that's
1: that's that whole really understanding of the why behind your process, right? The why behind your your intention, because got to have even yeah. even if you just just a small act of sitting down and reflecting on why it is that you want to manifest what it is that you're working towards yeah. is is putting you in the mindset of questioning your current reality because you have to think about where you are now compared to where you want to be absolutely
0: and, yeah and you why know. you want to be there yeah
1: exactly and so even if if we take the car for example like the, mm. let's just say the mercedes what is it that you're trying to feel from having that what is it going to give you why is that important to you is it associated with something that you are feeling that you don't have in your current reality that it's going to give you is that the tr- and then is that true? Is a car really going to plug that hole that you feel like you're missing right now? And quite yeah. often, I think what people find when they really dial back onto the why behind their manifestations, quite often if you're not used to this practice you'll see that your manifestation is maybe a little bit out of alignment anyway it's not really what you want and that's probably why you're feeling a little bit of resistance because it's just a distraction from actually what you really want and so absolutely, that absolutely yeah that and whole, your body
0: your body and your mind will be saying those things to you yeah but if you're not aware of it <laughs> totally
1: totally and so just you know mm-hmm. being in that That energy of questioning your reality, questioning your desires, questioning what it is you're trying to achieve is going to be really powerful. I think from my perspective to help you actually experience more flow in your manifestation process, because when you when you do that, you're almost bringing it's like giving your car a wheel alignment. You're like, okay, cool. Now I can see. It wasn't working so well because I was a little bit distracted by bright, shiny objects rather than moving towards something that is actually in my highest and best and actually feels really fucking exciting and nourishing to me, which is usually not, in my experience, it's usually not a a car or the hundred million dollars. It's usually a feeling that we want to achieve in life more than anything else.
0: Oh, absolutely, and that was the thing with the with my book as well. Like, um, if I was if I was manifesting the book just for you know egoic purposes, it wouldn't have flowed as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, my why behind it is really to 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 help people. So, mm-hmm. but back to the the car example, which is a really great one. Everyone can kind of understand. It's. Um, you know, yeah, I want this car because it's, you know, it, it, it's an egoic. If it comes from the ego, like, you yeah, know, I want this car because everyone will think I'm a success and, you know, everyone will think I'm great and all the rest and I'll get respect and all the rest of it. But then, yeah, on the flip side of that, there's this underlying fear oh, what if I get rejected though? Mm. And so, you know, if you can think, oh, yeah, I really want this car because, you know what, I'm going to feel good. Driving that car—it's going to make me feel good. The seats are going to be so comfortable. All of the buttons and things and gadgets—and I'm going to feel really good in that car. If it's that, then it's not coming from a fear base. Um, And you know, with with the book process as well. Like, if you're writing it for accolations, then the fear comes into that because what if you don't? What if that doesn't happen? so, I think, yeah, that there definitely needs to be that this is what I'm manifesting, this is what I want, and this is the reason why. Mm-hmm. and it might just be tied into your purpose or your vision for life, or your mission, or it might even just be tied into, I want that because it will make me feel good. Mm. it would be as simple as that.
1: Yes, yes, and don't undervalue that, right, because that is as no. valuable as any other mission, whether it be in service, or whether it's just to, like you say, make yourself feel good. You know, yeah. I I do, and i probably talk about it too much, but I do spend a lot of time thinking about my core values, because it helps me realize when I am creating the life that I, that I really want. If, if I'm, if the actions I'm taking on a daily basis, I can say, this is how it supports me in being in alignment with my core values. Then I know that no matter what I manifest, it's going to feel really good to me. And so the car, I, it's interesting because I think I don't want to put a negative spin on that idea of wanting luxurious things because, of course, if that's what makes you feel good, fucking go for it, right? Absolutely. But you're 100% right. Like, at at least if you know, you know, maybe – luxury adventure freedom maybe those uh, core values of yours and then for sure a fucking fancy ass car is gonna gonna yeah. help help you embody the feeling of that and why the fuck not that's as worthy as anything else right so oh
0: yeah. absolutely and when you get to that point it's like you know what yeah I deserve it yeah what I want and I deserve it mm. but if you're coming from that I don't really deserve it, but I want it because I mm. want other people to think I deserve it, then that's coming from fear. And it, and it is really good. I'm like if someone's comes to me and, they're, and whatever they're wanting is, is just, you know, barrier after barrier, these are the things that we have to look at. Mm. We have to ask, you know, because there's nothing wrong with the manifestation. It's just the motive behind them. <laughs> yes, yep, yep, yep. Um, And the clearer you are on why you want that thing, and it really is for a feeling, the clearer you are, the faster it will come. Seriously, everything we want is just there. Mm. It's there. We can bring it in in a flash. And I know that now, and anything that isn't in my life right now, I know it's because of me Mm. somehow. I'm resisting it somehow. So there's no blame here for the world or the government or anybody else or the job or the other people it's purely 100% responsibility in for me now if i want that thing then i need to explore well how i'm blocking it how mm-hmm. am i resisting it yeah um and i think as soon as you can take 100% responsibility for everything in your life things really do flow a lot a lot faster um and some of the things that you do want in your life don't seem that important anymore <laughs> mm, yeah so true. um so and things have really changed for me over the last year as well and I don't know about um you or other people listening but uh, you know if vibrationally everything's just kind of shifting and and the energies are just shifting and and I think our maybe our values are shifting a little bit but our poor desires i feel are, are definitely changing and um, uh and you know that's a good thing because we're getting really to the truth of who we are and what we want and not 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 from just you know those old stories we've been told that we should be wanting
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um, no, i totally agree with that i think yeah. there's nothing uh, nothing in my lifetime has given me an opportunity to reflect on what's really important to me than having a lot of my external freedoms taken away from me, like, like COVID Mm -hmm. did. And, you know, it, it was very fucking uncomfortable. But yeah, but yeah. it gave me the most beautiful opportunity to realize where I do have freedom and what's important in my life, and all those beautiful things that you speak exactly. of. Exactly,
0: so. and the work that you do with core values is so important as well. Because if somebody's let's let's say going to the gym, for example, like that's not high on my value list. It's certainly not in the top five. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. And, so, <laughs> and so, me forcing myself. Or trying to force myself to motivate myself or whatever to get to the gym, it's just not gonna happen. So why beat myself up about it? Yeah. And if somebody is trying to to do that and just can't get motivated, then it's not high on their values. So what do you what can you do there? Well, you have to make it. Feel like it's integrated with one of those higher values because, as you know, your your top three values. You don't need any motivation to do them at all. Mm. I need no motivation for what I love doing, and if I do need motivation for something, for instance, going to the gym, (laughs) I I know that it's not high on my value list. (laughs) Mm. Um, And you know, someone might have family is number one, friendships and connections is number two, and and they're trying to build a business um and perhaps their values around um business or money or whatever it is that they need motivation to, you know from you know they need to move that up the values list otherwise i'll never be motivated to do it mm. um so i think you know the work that that you do with your clients with the core values is really important um and if for everyone listening, if you're not manifesting something and you really need motivation to take the action steps to manifest it, is it really high on your values list? Is it really that important to you? Mm. Um, Yeah. Wise words, Trish. (laughs) Yeah. So many things, isn't there, tied into manifesting. It's not not just like, oh, I'm just going to manifest and put a picture on my board and it'll be here. (laughs) Mm. Well, it really is.
1: I mean we're all manifesting every moment of every day so the whole process is really just the ultimate personal development and personal discovery journey which I just love so much Trish mm-hmm. I've really so enjoyed your stories and your words of wisdom I am so bloody happy for you and the success of your book it's amazing <laughs> congratulations
0: you. on that thank it's just, you and, and it I, is now in a bookstore too so my vision has come true
1: <laughs> amazing oh I'm so happy for you so the the Peace Process is Trish's book and I guess, can you get it on Amazon as well, Trish?
0: Yes, it's available globally on Amazon um, or at my website if they want a signed Copy. What's yeah. your website? Um, my website is trishrock.com. Amazing. Oh. Um, and yeah, so um, that's for Australia. Anyone outside of Australia, yeah, just um, pop onto Amazon and look up The Peace Process or Trish Rock and it'll come up. beautiful. I am absolutely 100% going to be ordering myself a copy.
1: So yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to share your wisdom and your own manifestation journey today. I have no doubt that everyone has gotten a lot from it. So I really appreciate your time. Oh my goodness. Filled with pearls of wisdom. So grateful for Trish and sharing her unique insights into manifestation. I particularly love her focus on being very well, honestly, taking radical responsibility for shifting our perspective and being very conscious about our vibration. Loved, loved, loved. All right, team, let's dive into this week's five star Apple review. This review comes from Pisces Manifesta. I absolutely loved this episode and Pisces Manifesto is referencing number 23, episode 23, which was the August Solar Transit Energy Report. It was so spot on in so many ways and offered great insights into why and how your alignment is so important. Your addition to the gate information with a tarot reference is magic. And then the shadow energy and questions to ask yourself allows for clearer understanding, connection, and action. I'm truly grateful for you, Katie, for sharing your wisdom, energy, and connection to those of us who need that guidance and support. I'm looking forward to leveling up in September with you and more of this wonderful podcast. Oh my God. And then there's the cutest emojis, love heart, wrapped up, grateful, hands, and rainbow. Thank you so much, Pisces Manifesto. It truly, I you can probably hear. It. it just puts the biggest smile on my dial. And I'm so grateful for you and for you to take the time to do that. All right, team, thanks again for joining me here today. I hope you enjoyed and I look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, take care, keep milking the shit out of life, and I'll catch you in the next episode.